Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. I'm your host, Susan May. As I record this podcast, it's October and the weekend coming up is Thanksgiving in Canada. So it feels appropriate to talk about being grateful, of expressing gratitude. Immediately, all those individuals volunteering their time, doing nice things to make others' lives easier, you know, the ones come to mind. At work, it's the individual who pulls together the milestone celebration gatherings. It's the person who takes initiative to ensure something gets handled from the stuff that's falling through the cracks. It's the team who gets up early to cook fundraiser or staff engagement breakfasts. And I'm not talking about voluntoldism here. It's the sharing of expertise to a broader community by being there, by being willing to help, saying yes to requests for assistance, to involvement in initiatives, to helping others who do not have the same access to resources. It was with a lot of excitement that I learned of someone I hugely respect, received the top award for distinguished service from the Provincial Local Government Management Association. She has always been there for anyone who needed her help. And it was also with much joy that I also saw others recognized by the LGMA for their contributions over the years. Acknowledgement of such contributions is important. And there's the stuff done outside of our work lives. I'm reminded of a friend who has given thousands of hours to the Girl Guide movement. She's touched the lives of so many young women and provided experiences that they may never have enjoyed. Thank you to her for her time and her caring. I know the hours that such commitment demands. I think of those of you who are on strata councils and have volunteered your time on external boards, commissions, committees, and the like. And then there are the volunteer coaches of all the sports teams, canvassers for fundraising events, hours donated to nonprofit organization, the list goes on. You are all demonstrating the very best of what leadership is all about, making a huge positive difference in this world of ours. And so many of you are either humble or don't recognize the skills that you build when you say yes to such activities. Even when prompted in job interviews, you too often only reflect on the stuff you've been paid for. You completely forget about everything else that you do in your lives. So I want to say thank you to each of you 
Your efforts are appreciated, if not always recognized. You make our world a better place. Thank you. Such a simple word. Appreciation, gratitude, acknowledgement, a time for reflecting and giving thanks. And it is practiced daily if we take the time to pay attention. As some examples, I connected with someone I'd worked with at the same employer many years ago. We had a lovely coffee together after finally finding a coffee shop open on a Monday. It was fun to catch up. She'd left corporate to venture out on her own and has done very well for herself. <laughs> Although the numerous and the very steep stairs up to her office gave my legs and lungs a good workout, the exercise was worth it. Perched on the top floor of one of North Vancouver's older buildings, her quaint space was efficient, cozy, her personified, and had a magnificent view of Lower Lonsdale and all the busyness of the area. I was impressed and told her so. It was with huge surprise that I received and opened a lovely card that came in the mail from the same woman. She'd taken the time to express her appreciation for the time that we had spent together. A thank you note in her beautiful handwriting and a suggestion for where we would meet next time. A meeting that will include hot fudge Sundays. Okay, I'm in. Her note warmed my heart. And another. Yesterday I was on a networking call and one of the other participants shared that she was currently in Victoria, house sitting for her son. She decided to use the time away to write personal thank you notes to each of her clients. In doing so, she began to recognize that some of those individuals that she was writing to had been with her for close to three decades. I'm not surprised. This same woman is always doing special things for those who come into her life, including me. Why wouldn't we want to give back by supporting her in her endeavors? And being who she is, those products could only be of the highest quality. Her values and the core of who she is would not allow otherwise. She is someone who can be trusted, expressing gratitude from her heart. A thank you to friend Paul, who lent me a book he picked up at one of those Take One and Leave One stands. In Praise of Slow, How a Worldwide Movement is Challenging the Cult of Speed by Carl, I think it's Honor, H-O-N-O-R-E, for anyone who wants to look for it. A good read. Learned that the Japanese have a word, kairoshi, that means death by overwork. This book was published in 2004, and it encourages that we slow down and literally smell the roses, not overcommit, not oversubscribe our kids, actually taste our food, the be in the present moment type stuff. He asks, why are we in such a hurry? and shares an example of an individual who wears a wind-up watch so they feel more in control of time. They can allow time to stop, if only on their wrist. As burnout becomes a growing concern for many, it was a book that came my way at just the right time so I could share it with you. In another book, The Leader Who Had No Title by Robin Sharma, we learned that you need no title to be a leader. We know that already. That's much of what I've talked about on this podcast series. But he does share that turbulent times create great leaders. And he 
also shares that to be a great leader, you have to first become a great person. A lot of really good insights in that book too. And again, my opportunity to share that with you. Because right now we're certainly going through turbulent times. Dealing with the realities of the pandemic has created challenges that few of us could have contemplated. It is a time when that demonstration of leadership is critical. And we can do this by actions such as those that I've just shared with you. Sharma notes that the words coming out of our mouths also shape the words coming out of the mouths of everyone around us because we influence others by our own example. The last gift given to me that I'm going to share on the podcast today is in gratitude to my friend Stuart, who provided me with a copy of something that helps guide him and his decisions. It's called A Salute to Life by Pablo Cassells. Get comfortable. This is quite a treat. And thank you, Stuart. A Salute to Life by Pablo Casals. On my last birthday, I was 93 years old. That is not young, of course. In fact, it is older than 90. But age is a relative matter. If you continue to work and to absorb the beauty in the world about you, you find that age does not necessarily mean getting old, at least not in the ordinary sense. I feel many things more intensely than ever before. And for me, life grows more fascinating. In spite of my age, I have not lost my zest for life. How does one explain this? I do not think the answer lies simply in my physical constitution or in something unique about the climate in which I live. It has to do with an attitude toward life. And I believe that ability to work is due in no small measure to the fact that I do work. Work helps prevent one from getting old. I, for one, cannot dream of retiring. Not now or ever. Retire? The word is alien. And the idea is inconceivable to me. I don't believe in retirement for anyone in my type of work, not while the spirit remains. My work is my life. I cannot think of one without the other. To retire means to me to begin to die. The man who works and is never bored is never old. Work and interest in worthwhile things are the best remedy for age. Each day I am reborn. Each day I must begin again. For the past 80 years, I have started each day in the same manner. It is not a mechanical routine, but something essential to my daily life. I go to the piano, and I play two preludes and fugues of Bach. I cannot think of doing otherwise. This is sort of benediction on the house. But that is not its only meaning for me. It is a rediscovery of the world of which I have the joy of being a part. It fills me with awareness of the wonder of life, with a feeling of the incredible marvel of being a human being. The music is never the same for me, never. Each day is something new, fantastic, unbelievable. That is Bach, like nature, 
a miracle. I do not think a day passes in my life in which I fail to look with fresh amazement at the miracle of nature. It's there on every side. It can simply be a shadow on a mountainside or a spider's web gleaming with dew or sunlight on the leaves of a tree. I have always especially loved the sea. Whenever possible, I have lived by the sea. It has long been a custom of mine to walk along the beach each morning before I start to work. True, my walks are shorter than they used to be, but that does not lessen the wonder of the sea. How mysterious and beautiful is the sea, how infinitely variable. It is never the same, never. Not from one moment to the next, always in the process of change, always becoming something different and new. I see no particular merit in the fact that I was an artist at the age of 11. I was born with an ability, with music in me, that is all. No special credit was due to me. The only credit we can claim is for the use we make of the talent we are given. That is why I urge young musicians, don't be vain because you happen to have talent. You are not responsible for that. It was not of your doing. What you do with your talent is what matters. You must cherish this gift. Do not demean or waste what you have been given. Work. Work constantly and nourish it. Of course, the gift to be cherished most of all is that of life itself. One's work should be a salute to life. Sometimes I look about me with a feeling of complete dismay. In the confusion that affects the world today, I see a disrespect for the very values of life. Beauty is all around us, but how many of us are blind to it. They look at the wonder of this earth and they seem to see nothing. Each second we live in a new and unique moment of the universe, a moment that was never before and will never be again. And what do we teach our children? We teach them that two and two make four and Paris is the capital of France. When will we also teach them what they are? We should say to them, do you know what you are? You are a marvel. You are unique. In all the world, there is no other child exactly like you. In the millions of years that have passed, there has never been another child like you. And look at your body. What a wonder it is. Your arms, your legs, your cunning fingers, the way you move. You have the capacity for anything. And when you grow up, can you then harm another who is like you? A marvel. You must cherish one another. You must work. We all must work to make this world worthy of its children. Again, thank you, Stuart. And thank you to Pablo Casals. How lovely and what's, what incredibly pertinent and timely reminders as we approach the Thanksgiving weekend. Sharma, the leader who had no title, encourages that we go through every day of the rest of our lives being those rare individuals who encourage the efforts of others, who look for what's good in people, 
and who applaud even the smallest positive act that they do. Just as the individuals that I've shared with you about today do and have done, just how, as how their efforts have positively affected me, just how Pablo Casals encourages us to do in his salute to life. I, like Casals, believe you are a marvel and that you have untapped capacity for leadership, for living life out loud, and for soaring high. And I am grateful to you. Thank you for making the time to listen to HR Inside Out, demystifying HR and people management. I know your time is precious, and I really appreciate you've chosen to be here and with me today. I close today's podcast with the words of Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. You are part of that movement. Dare to soar. I believe you can. Hope you'll join me again next week. Thank you. Susan signing out, and I wish every one of you a Thanksgiving full of blessings and just a little magic, if not a whole lot. Susan signing out. Bye for now. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.